It's time to go no huddle with a BetQL Daily 2-Minute Drill. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth, and Paul Aspen. If one two-minute drill segment is good, well, two two-minute drill segments are even better. So, Paul, let's do this. It's like leftovers on Thanksgiving, which, by the way, I listened to that Michael Felder clip like five times yesterday. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Michael Did the BetQL account send it out? Because I, I need yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're time. saving Motivation. it for Thanksgiving. They're saving it for Thanksgiving, obviously. Okay. Okay. So. okay. I'm going well, to listen to that before I work out today. Because they're tips like, that's going to be my pre-workout. Like, in terms of cooking tips. I think. Yeah, we got to we gotta get what, the Jake? hype going. Today seems yeah. good yeah. for the release. I was overruled by the social team, but I trust our social team. So, you know, I, <laughs> I, I voted for today, to be perfectly honest. trust Mario? But Jake's boy Mario. I, Jake's boy Mario was like, nah, we're doing Thursday. Thanks, Mario. Mario, Mario he, he hates has his the family. least amount of experience Mario. in this business. <laughs> I don't know if I'd trust Mario to walk my dog. And I don't even Mario. have a dog. Let me tell you, nobody's, I shouldn't say nobody. I'm speaking from my experience. I'm not touching social media on Thanksgiving. Nobody's going to be know. online. But I'm exactly. old. Like, maybe to- I'm wrong. Maybe, like, the counter, no, I guess, would be no. all these kids on their phones 24-7. Maybe on, on their Instagram. Couch just looking at their phone and not talking. And you know what? But not and on this is, this is, there are, like, two days a year, or maybe three, that you'll you'll get yelled at for being on your phone around the family. And tomorrow's one of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I... I I voted for yesterday or today because by like five o'clock today, half the world's gonna be blacked out. So yes, I don't know, but that's Come just on, me. So I mean, Come not on, me being blacked out, me just thinking that. But uh, I've got. Do you want to? Does anybody does anybody want to just get blackout drunk tonight on blackout? No. Wednesday? Oh God, that's like I'll see you Sunday and <sighs> no. I'll feel like death. I'll be like, oh no, yeah. like the three day hangover. Like, I feel like. I'll be on like hour 70. It's perfect time to go. Let's go. Of your How fast? You should go, go right to pass away. Go, go yeah. right to whiskey. Yeah. Like, get beer. What is the worst right shot you can think of and start with that? Malort. I'm Malort. Yes. Water. Malort replaces yeah. water in the last couple hours. That'd be phenomenal. I'm in. I feel like the ABV is kind of <laughs> low on Malort, though. So you'd be fine. You just, you know, yeah. just taste terrible. Yeah. All right. Yeah, right. It's an aperitif or like a cordial or what's uh, something like that. I don't know. What, what it's a fancy what? word for what do you those say? things. Uh, aperitif, it's a type yeah, of booze. Malor. Aperitif? That's what it is. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, kind of makes right. you puke. Um, Dolphins, since we didn't get to it, bad clock management by the production team, a.k.a. me, in the first segment. Dolphins, uh, quick thought. Dolphins, Jets, it's at 10. Have no desire to watch this game by any, any angle at all for the people i don't think i'm gonna watch it it's friday nope. afternoon like no nope. i'm not oh i gotta remember to turn on amazon then i can't change it the rest of the game like we're just gonna hear about zach wilson the entire time uh i'm assuming a chan's not gonna play in this one so he was politicking to, to return last week but i don't i have no interest in this game um yeah, none. I mean, if I if you're making me do something, I'd probably go under, but I don't want to watch this at all. I know this is 
kind of like a weird prop, but the Tua passing prop is so low, and I know it's against this Jets defense, and they probably will be up big early, but 248 and a half, he's gone over that eight times. I kind of want to play it. Why not? I don't blame you there. I I, I don't know if I'm going to be watching this game. Uh, maybe I just need to rest uh, from a long week. I don't know. Uh, but also, too, Tim Boyle, Zach Wilson, I'm just going to say they're one and the same. I don't think there's going to be any difference as far as right. the overall quarterback play goes. Uh, at the same time, though, like if the spread is moving because of the quarterback news, I think that's wrong. I think just as a process play, it might be okay to back the Jets plus 10 here, knowing full well that we're going to get the exact same offense out there. Look, Jets defense could be more mm. than enough to contain Tyree Kill and company to where it could be just a low-scoring game. And if that's the case, then 10 is just too many points. So as a process play, I think Jets plus 10 is just fine. Yeah, you, you weren't wrong. Uh, honestly, my opinion is Ed's right. There's probably value there. I don't want to do it. I don't want to bet mm. on the Jets. Yeah. Plus, Tim Boyle should know? not be an NFL quarterback. He is so bad. He is like, let's can, not forget how bad he is. Play Trevor can Simeon. Tim, can Tim Boyle be Chase Daniel for a day? That's what I need to know. <sighs> against an improving defense. Not. Probably yeah. against Vic Fangio. Uh, right. I don't think so. I, right, I don't, let's not I mean, spend any more time. Paying 10 points, whatever. Game. But yeah. 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 All right, uh, Monday Night Football. Joe had said earlier in the week this line feels a little late. Uh, Bears catching three and a half at the Vikings with our Vikings Charger super fan. Maybe in the house, maybe not. Who cares? Joe, where are you? <laughs> it is a little light. Uh, it was four and a half. Then it goes to three and a half. Is that based on the Vikings or based on the Bears hanging around and just blowing the lead late against the uh, Lions? Not quite sure. Uh, ton of designed runs last week i wonder if that continues this is going to be one of the actually can't believe we're saying this the way things started but it's one of the better defenses that the bears have played this year which side has the quarterback advantage i don't know is it dobbs or is it fields i think it's certainly a fair question is just justin jefferson going to make his return that's up in the air remember there's a uh buy looming for the vikings so if i'm minnesota and hey we're doing just fine without justin jefferson and it's the bears and we're at home i would say just rest up for a couple more weeks and maybe we're going to be in this for this final stretch it was a somewhat impressive performance on the road at denver against a hot team a tough environment so there's that i agree it's light um, I think you've got to look uh, Vikings to cover the three in the hook. Yeah, Josh Dobbs and his aerospace engineering major. He's going to keep things going. I trusted him more. Paul's rolling his eyes. That narrative has been so played out, and it is obnoxious. It is. But they wouldn't stop with the NASA graphics. It's like, stop. Didn't we, didn't we agree on this show? The ocean is scarier than space. So, like, come on, Josh Dobbs. Actually do something. <laughs> oh, my <Wow>. God. <laughs> Like he should have saved ago. that Titanic situation earlier this year. Yeah. Oh, that thing! Right, right. actually that do something. Thing. No, he's yeah. he's actually smart. He's not going to go do what those yeah. morons. Do. You know who's not True. doing that? There Josh you Dobbs. go. Yeah, that right. Makes me trust Josh Dobbs even more. Yeah, I'm on the Viking side. Minus three and a half here. Ed. Justin Fields is a man of the sea. So that's your problem right there. Uh, it's funny. Like, he's an aerospace engineer, but he can't remember anyone's names. 
Like, how does that work? Oh, really? Yeah, like that's such that a right? weird conundrum. Like, can't remember anyone's name, but you can, you know, solve advanced math. So that's fun. Uh, Vikings are my pick for Survivor for the weekend. So definitely, I'm also going to back mm. them, uh, you know, against the spread here. I just don't think the Bears defense can stop whatever design runs the Vikings are putting together. And the play action game for Dobbs uh, may be utilized more than enough to uh, keep things comfortable for Minnesota. All right, fine. I'll my switch to the Vikings and Survivor. Thank you. Paul wants me to hate, suffer. I don't, I, hate, I don't hate the survivor pick, but are we living in a world where Josh Dobbs, we're backing him as more than a field goal favorite? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'm, Matt, I, like, as a Matt dog, sure. the commanders multiple times this year, that seems just as crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did I do that? No, Matt. I may have. I don't know. We've, Matt, we've Matt thrown it out there. We were yeah, a commander's show at one point. O'Connell doesn't want to run. And Bears defense doesn't let you run. So he's going to be fine passing it to to everyone. Hawkins mm -hmm. Hawkins is going to get a ton of looks, unlike Sunday night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I hear where you're going. Yeah. Vikings. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanksgiving special. So we got the, I don't know, I guess politically correct, big man touchdown at a big number. Um, wow. All these different kind of like both all the teams to score. <laughs> it's all you know, it's you know, trying to be nice to everyone. Uh, all these different the props, specials for Thanksgiving. So are there any that jump out to you? The big man touchdown is 25 to 1. <laughs> Well, I guess QB that's what you want to talk about. The, the term is husky. <laughs> Philly, Philly that... type deal. Nine QB to throw. TD pass twelve to one. Any yeah. Turkey Day specials? What about the big man touchdown? Is that on the board? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I see man. a big man touchdown at twenty-five to one. I have one I like. With all yeah. of these big spreads, points in every quarter of each game minus one ten. That sounds like fun. I'll be rooting for points in what's been an under-type season. Points by either team? Is that what that one is? Yeah, it just says points in every quarter of each game. That seems at minus 110. Yeah. I don't hate that out of these specials. Some of these specials I do hate. That is not one of them. <laughs> yes, I hate some of them too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I worry about a slow start in one of them. That would be my concern. Then it's done, yeah. Yeah. Or what about a game out of hand? Like, right. Which we could have. Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, because everybody wants fourth their trip quarter. to fan. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like the value there. And what about... Joe, like, you and I were complaining at all these Thanksgiving specials. Like, we hated all of them, but, like, one. Yeah. Yeah, I know. What about... Um, I just found this interesting. Is there an edge in home team points versus away team points? The home team teams favored by 11 and a half but keep in mind that the seahawks are a home team and they're a massive dog to close the close the day out so is there value in plus 11 and a half i mean any one of these could be a 30 point game it's like isn't that part of the process which one is most likely to be that i think so yeah it's it's probably something akin to that where okay seattle's the big dog but we also look at some of these other spreads and we've made arguments for the other side maybe not so much with uh the packers anymore but washington could keep things interesting i guess yes they could i think they could if i'm doing anything there i'd look at the away team plus 11 and a half and then uh field goals on the day that might be fun to root for mm -hmm. field goals uh 10 and a half 
It's enough. Okay. Get more than uh, one. I like that stands out any non quarterback to throw a touchdown at 12 to one. I think with Ben Johnson and the lions at home on Thanksgiving, they're going to run some oh, yeah. kind of a Philly special or whatever, and keep okay. this fun, like right around the edge of the red zone, try to get the ball out of Jared Goff's hand, but it's still some kind of a pass. I think they'll probably resort to something like that. So if I could call my shot, I would. But, hey, if anybody can do it, uh, any non-quarterback to throw a TD 12-1, to I think is good. like it. I guess one distinction as we move on. It's uh, just strictly offensive lineman touchdown. Like a, a Titans play last week, Jeffrey Simmons would not cash. So, so you're, you're saying, another way of Paul saying, this guy's fat, he scored a touchdown, but it would not have cashed. Big man, right? Big man. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Well, for Big this man. bet, if you're gonna, it's strictly yeah. offensive lineman. Um, all right, our usual drill of leaders: passing, rushing, receiving. So I mean, look, there's only six passing options. Um, so obviously, fewer <laughs> options this week. So let's pair passing and receiving together. Any of these guys down the board with value that you would want to play to lead Thanksgiving in passing yards or receiving yards. Yeah, I certainly understand why why Dak is the favorite of the six quarterbacks going tomorrow. That makes sense. But isn't there some value? It's almost three to one. Like matchup wise, this is the obvious one that stands out. Like Dak should be the guy and, and Howell is right there next to him uh, at plus 300. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Jordan Love, maybe, but I see a lot of picks there. As far as receivers, it's the favorite by a mile i'm having a tough time making a case for someone else i mean the favorite cd lamb should go off look at the numbers that this secondary has given up and so maybe that means you go somewhere else but i don't know i don't see cooks uh get, getting more uh receiving yards than lamb i mean the bears had 230 receiving yards from their receivers uh the eagles had 264 only from the receivers aj brown had 175 like it's just it's just it's such a bad matchup um i have to go lamb there plus 350. yeah it's hard not to like all cowboys here and i'm actually surprised like even dak for passing leader plus 275 that still seems pretty good considering he's the favorite if i'm not gonna do cd lamb what about amon Ra? four mm. to one mm. sure how are, especially if jair alexander's not out there right yeah i think i'll do amon Ra for that rushing gibbs you just never know D montgomery no gibbs. the rushing one that's where you can find some value. The rushing with Gibbs. Yes. I know it was all Montgomery, okay. but that was like on 30 some rushes in their last matchup. And he got three touchdowns. It's not going to be all Montgomery. The gap between Montgomery at plus 350 and Gibbs at plus 1800 is ridiculous. And you just yeah. take the value okay. there. Gibbs yeah. 18 to it, one for sure. I like that one. I would like to back the 49ers offense here. Brock Purdy, second longest odds at plus 550, mm -hmm. I think has some value. Uh, Brandon Ayuk could go nuts at 10 to 1. I also think Christian McCaffrey, all that yak. I could see an 80-yard play uh, on a screen pass or something like that. Ooh. You put all that together, I think 80 to 1 is great value. He could go nuts. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Kelly Ford shares all of his favorite college football insights for the upcoming weekend. That's right here on the BetQL Network.
Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk a little college football is one of our favorite guests, and Kelly Ford from TheLines.com. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. So we had our college football playoff rankings last night. Florida State moves down to five. Washington is up to four. What messages, if any, were sent, do you think, by the committee as far as what this means for Florida State going forward? And as far as who is most deserving and who should get into the playoff what are some scenarios that we need to be keeping mind as far as what the possibilities are as far as who can make it and who really cannot make it yeah ed well first thanks for having me i really appreciate it this is always one of my favorite spots that i do every single week so i love coming on and talking college football with you guys it's all about the playoff right now for sure especially the day after a committee releases their updated rankings I actually don't have a whole lot of quarrels with the committee this week um, in terms of messages that they sent. My most deserving rankings stack up the top five teams, the same five in a different order. I have Ohio State number one, as they have been for a few weeks, Michigan number two, Georgia is my number three this week. They're finally up into the top four. Georgia fans have been mad at me. They finally have a resume now that's deserving of being in the top four. I do mm. have Washington four and I have Florida State number five. So the message that the committee is sending is, one, they just think Georgia's the best team, and they won't say it because they're not allowed to, but they're the two-time defending national champions, and that carries weight in the human brain. Uh, whether it's right or wrong, it does. I don't think it should factor into the 2023 season. Those are program achievements, not this team achievements, but that is in the back of the committee's mind, that's for sure. So Georgia's up there. For Florida State, I wouldn't be too worried. I mean, well, you don't have Jordan Travis, so if you're going to worry, worry, that's the reason to worry, and that's completely understandable. But I still think they control their own path. If they beat Florida this week in the Swamp, and then they beat Louisville in Charlotte in the ACC championship game, a 13-0 Florida State ACC championship team, even without their starting quarterback for, for most of the regular season, they're in the playoff. Like I, I don't see a path where they're left out, even with Jordan Travis being out for the year. So I wouldn't worry about that. Washington? The message is the same. Now the committee respects you enough to put you in the top four. My numbers have said that for a few weeks that you should be there. Beat Oregon. Well, well, win the Apple Cup. That's always hard. Win the Apple Cup. Beat Oregon most likely in the Pac-12 championship game. And you're going to be just fine too. Each of these five teams, in my opinion, controls their own fate. Don't lose and you're in. Of course, Ohio State and Michigan, that can't be the case for both of them. Is Oregon in if they win out? Joe, it's a really good question. I am not sure. Based on where the committee has ranked Oregon this whole time, I think the committee would say yes. My most deserving rankings would not suggest so. I actually have Oregon as a somewhat distant eighth. Like I think there's those top five that are certainly right there. And then I have Alabama and Texas very, very close from a most deserving standpoint. Oregon is number eight, but they're, they're a significant ways back. Now they can close that gap. They've got the Civil War this week against a good power-rated Oregon State team. And then they're going to get their shot at Washington in a rematch. Washington is a good power-rated team as well. So Oregon will close that gap. I'm not sure my most deserving rankings would put them in the top four, depending on how other things shake out. But I think because of where the committee has Oregon right now, Ohio State or Michigan, one of them's going to lose. As long as is if Oregon wins out, then Washington plays with a loss too. I think the committee would put them in. It doesn't matter if Florida State's undefeated, if the winner of Ohio State, Michigan's undefeated, if Georgia's undefeated. Where it gets tricky is what if Alabama beats Georgia and let's say Texas loses, so Texas is out of there. Does Oregon does Oregon get in above you know Alabama or Georgia? I I don't know where that goes, but I think if they win out based on the committee's rankings, they're probably in. Ah, love it. I'm excited for the Civil War this weekend. I know you said this is one of your favorite weekends. Where are you expecting a little chaos? 
Yeah, Aaron, uh, and it's not one of my favorite weekends. This is my favorite weekend. I love, oh, the college, okay. I, I love the college football regular season, and there is nothing like rivalry week. You see it on the screen there, rivalry week chaos. Absolutely. Um, anytime you've got rivals on the field, it, it really doesn't matter. You throw the records out, that's the cliche. I, I believe that. And when you're playing on the road, that's the hardest thing to do in college football, play on the road against your rivals. When they're an underdog, that gets even harder. I'm looking at Florida, Florida State. My numbers like Florida State to win that game. And if I go to my uh, team dashboards really quickly and see what I make that projected line, I have it Florida State minus 12 and a half. But my numbers aren't seeing Jordan Travis not playing. Now, Graham Mertz isn't playing for Florida either. So you've got a real quarterback conundrum there in this game. But that's a game, the first game without Jordan Travis, first bowl game, in a spot where you're going on the road, you're playing your one of your biggest rivals, if not your biggest rival. They're the underdog. They've got to get this win to be bowl eligible. So they're playing for a lot too. That's a spot that I'm looking at. Um, if we kind of go down the rest of the committee's rankings here, I don't think Georgia's in any trouble. Ohio State, Michigan, I, I, hey, that's going to be a fantastic game. Who wins? Michigan's the favorite by Vegas and my numbers, both by three and a half currently. Washington, the Apple Cup, that's difficult, but I don't think Washington State has the firepower to beat Washington this year. The Civil War, Aaron, you went there. I'll go there, too, if I go to my team dashboard for that one really quickly. My numbers love Oregon. I mean, there, you could make a case no one's playing better in the last month than Oregon. Maybe Georgia, now that they've rounded into four and two. My numbers like Oregon mm -hmm. by about 13, but Oregon State's going to have that extra something because we don't know when the next Civil War is going to be. Oregon's bolting for the Big Ten. Oregon State would like nothing more than to ruin their rival season once again. Remember, this is a this is a revenge game for Oregon. Oregon State got them last year uh, in a crazy game in Corvallis. This one's in Autzen that makes it much more difficult for the Beavers, but watch out for that one too. Well, let's get to Ohio State and Michigan and talk about that game a little bit more. I know you kind of cited that uh, Michigan is three and a half point favorites. Uh, makes a lot of sense there, but I'm also curious as far as there are reasons to believe that Ohio State and Michigan really haven't had like certain competition to make you believe you know exactly what you're going to be expecting out of both of them. At least the argument could be made. Maybe that's not the case. But also, too, with Jim Harbaugh not being on the sideline, how do you handicap that? Because if things go sideways for Michigan, does that affect things? How do you kind of see it playing out? Yeah, Ed, um, full disclosure here, I am an Ohio State fan. Now, I'm going to look at this game objectively first, and then I'll give my slanted fan, fan take, too. <laughs> this game has a watchability score of 9.9 out of 10 for me. It's the number one game of the entire regular season by this metric that I, that I put out every week. It, it, I couldn't be more excited for this game. As an Ohio State fan, I couldn't be more nervous for this game. Um, I already talked about the resumes. Ohio State's my number one most deserving. Michigan's my number two. The winner of this game will be my number one in the, in the resume rankings going into conference championship game weekend. The question is, will they be the committees? I'm not sure. If Michigan wins, I don't think so. If Ohio State, maybe they have that conversation between them and Georgia. This is the first time since 2018 that I've had Ohio State as a regular season underdog. It's been a very long time. Ohio State's lost a couple of regular season games since then, but they've never been a projected underdog by my model since 2018. You asked, how do you handicap it not knowing exactly what these teams are? Because, you know, you still question who have they played. I think Michigan more so than Ohio State, but that's fair. I mean, Penn State game, Ohio State's got Notre Dame. Who else? You know, Maryland. We're going to get each team's best shot in this game. I think Ryan Day learned how to call a game in a measured way very aggressively against Georgia last year. Now, he doesn't have C.J. Stroud in this one like he did against Georgia, but I think he learned how to call a game aggressively in a measured way in a big-time spot that he hasn't done against Michigan before, at least since 2019. Um, so 
I think he's going to be able to do that. Jim Knowles on the defensive side has really sure things up. They've changed their approach. They're not going for the knockout blows anymore. They're sitting back, and they're saying, you're not going to beat us over the top. We're not going to give up the big play. We're going to challenge you to beat us on a play-in, play-out basis, march your way down the field, and don't make mistakes. No one's been able to do that yet, but Michigan definitely presents the biggest test. What do you make of Harbaugh? That's anyone's guess. They certainly rally around him. Free, free coach Harbaugh. They get emotional after the wins, as they should. Uh, 1,000 last week. It's very hard. It's at Michigan. Something inside me just feels better from an Ohio State perspective this year than I did last year, even though that game was in Columbus and Ohio State was favored. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I don't know what to make of it. My heart wants Ohio State. The numbers say Michigan. I just hope it's a good game. What about the scoring? Uh, that's where I'm at. I mean, you being an Ohio State fan, you've watched these Big Ten clashes for your entire life. Like We've seen these low-scoring games. We've seen it in, in the bigger matchups earlier this year where they are just dead unders. 46. Uh, I, I like the under there. How about you? I think it's the – you have to fact check me. I think it might be one of the lower totals in this game, in the game, that we've seen uh, in recent right. years. And I completely understand why. Michigan is my number one defensive unit in the entire country. Ohio State, they're number two. So you've got the top two defenses huh. in the entire country. The Michigan offense for me is number six. Ohio State is only – I kind of say that with air quotes – only number 17. It's the lowest I've had the Ohio State offense power rated all year uh, at this point. It's in Ann Arbor. To me, that's the difference. But you're talking about the scoring. Absolutely. Like, we might get a defensive score in this game. That wouldn't surprise me because these defenses are that good. And, yes, you can talk about, you know, have they played a lot of really good offenses? Is this a function of these defenses being good or a function of the offenses that they've played? That's a fair question. But my numbers are opponent-adjusted, and so are some others that are out there that view these units very, very highly. Uh, it's going to be a great defensive battle, and as someone who actually prefers defense to offense, I know that's not a popular opinion in 2023. Maybe that's my Big Ten background growing up in the Midwest, right? Maybe. I don't know. I really love defense, and I'm excited for this and that aspect of this game for sure. Love it. I grew up in the Northwest, and the Apple Cup is a big deal. Mm -hmm. This one in the Seattle area at Husky Stadium. Any chance Wazoo can keep this one close? Aaron, I first just want to say I'm very excited by the news that came out this past weekend. They've extended the Apple Cup series. They're going to continue playing yes. this game, even though even though Washington's going to the Big Ten. The, to me, the biggest casualty of conference realignment, I, I, I love geographic conferences. We're way past that. The rivalries that we're losing because of commentary alignment, I'm talking about Bedlam, I'm talking about the Civil War, I'm talking about the Apple Cup. Well, they're, they're keeping that one. They're bringing it back. Great. I, I am so excited for that. I'm excited for you and all, everyone who roots for these teams, everyone from the Pacific Northwest. It's great. Okay. For this game, my numbers have Washington minus 17 and a half. I, that's why I didn't really oh. mention it as one of those, those upset games. Yeah. I, I just mm. I just think this Washington offense, they're number four for me in the country. Their defense is number 40. The Washington State offense for me is number 38. So that's a pretty good matchup on that side of the ball. It's in Seattle, though. That, of course, hurts Washington State's chances. This Washington State defense is a season-low number 67 for me right now. I just I don't think they're, they're going to be able to get enough stops and keep up in this game. That means a ton to both sides. But Washington's got their eye on bigger things this year than just a win in the rivalry game. So never overlook an opponent. Washington State needs it to be bowl eligible. Um, don't overlook your rival. That's like 101 in college football lessons. But I just think Washington, they're going to be focused. They're going to be ready to go. They've got potentially Oregon on tap next week in a rematch that no one's giving them a chance, including my numbers. So they're going to be ready for that one. And then hopefully they, uh, they make their way into the CFP if they're able to be successful there too. 
Kelly, let's get to the Iron Bowl here. Alabama's a 14.5-point favorite with a total of 49. How bad was that loss for Auburn last week against New Mexico State in terms of what we see from the Tigers going forward? It was bad. And I, um, so as I've got the five TV set up going to the basement, you know, I'm watchability scores. That game didn't crack the watchability graphic, if you can believe it. Why would it, right? It's, it's Auburn wow. and New Mexico State. I mean, any, any rational person would say that's probably not going to be that close to the game. <laughs> well, New Mexico State showed up. Auburn kind of forgot to. So I'm checking scores in the second half and I look and I said, that can't be right. So I clicked on it. It was still the same thing. I said, there's a problem with this app. So I went to a different app and it was the same score. I go, okay, I got to put this game on. So I turned it on because I had to see it with my own eyes. Auburn fell 2.5 points in my power ratings this week. That was the second biggest drop in the country from last week to this week. Two and a half points in a, as a difference from week two to week three or week three to week four. That's not a big deal. We see that all the time. Two and a half points from week 12 to week 13 is a massive deal. The, the model really downgraded Auburn based on their performance last week. What does that mean for this game? My numbers have Alabama minus 12 and a half. Alabama's the better team. Uh, they do have to go on the road, of course, uh, but New Mexico State just showed you you can win on the plains for, for whatever that's worth. But it is the Iron Bowl. This is a huge game. I'm not from the South. We'll talk about it. From the Midwest, I love this game. I get excited about it. The kick six, one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic moment in all of college mm -hmm. football history, at least in my opinion. This game delivers when you don't expect it to. Alabama's a big favorite. They've got their eye on the CFP. They can't, they, they've got their eye on Georgia next week. If it was any team other than Auburn on the schedule this week, I'd be very worried about Alabama in a look ahead. They're not overlooking the Iron Bowl. There's no way. So I think Alabama gets it done. I, I think they roll in this one, honestly. 81% chance to win. The, Auburn, their problem is their offense. They're number 70 for me in, in the unit rankings. Auburn should never be that bad on offense. They only scored 10 points at home against New Mexico State last week. That's a problem. I think Alabama gets it done, and uh, it's just set up a great showdown in Atlanta between uh, Georgia and Alabama next week. What do your numbers tell you about no Jordan Travis? They're still a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, against Florida and yeah I mean I, you would assume it's not sharp it's a bit of a guessing game and letting the market decide what it should be right Yes, Joe, agreed. My, my model makes it Florida State minus 12 and a half. But again, that's not explicitly considering no Jordan Travis. Now, I don't think Jordan Travis is worth six points. Some people might disagree with that. I, I don't think really any college quarterback is worth that many points. I've kind of talked about that before and done some research on that. Florida, though, without Graham Mertz, you have to take that into account as well. At six and a half, I would take Florida State to cover that. My model would suggest you take Florida State to cover that. We don't know what to make of it, though, uh, because of these uncertainties at the quarterback positions on both sides. We don't know how is a team going to react going into a hostile environment for a Florida team that does have to win to be bowl eligible, as I talked about earlier. But this Florida State team, the offense, we can expect them to maybe not be as good. That makes sense. But this defense, Jordan Travis doesn't play defense. And this defense is number eight in the country for me nationally. Uh, this Florida mm -hmm. defense is number 82. So even without Travis, I think the Florida State offense is going to be able to score some points here. Again, I've said it once. I've said it 100 times. Rivalry week. You throw the records out. You throw the stats out. Anything can happen. This is a game that I do think uh, Florida State should be on upset alert for, but the model suggests they should get it done. And I think at six and a half, okay. I, I would be inclined to, to lay those points. About 30 seconds. What's your one seed on Thanksgiving? You a turkey guy? Where? What's your go-to? I mean, Aaron, look at me. I like pie. Uh, pumpkin pie. I know that's like a cliche <laughs> answer. I like pie. <laughs> pumpkin pie uh also I, I do like stuffing as well my grandma makes really good stuffing so that's good too yes there, there oh, we go see. 
We are a stuffing show on this program, so there you go. Nicely done. Kelly Ford of the Lions.com. Also, make sure to follow his work on X at K Ford Ratings. Kelly, thank you so much for your time. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. This is Back to All Daily presented by Ben MGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for week 12 right here on the Back to Network. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And during the break, I learned that the authorities are trying to track down Joe Ostrowski, which is interesting because he's on the radio every day. I didn't think he would be that hard to track down, but apparently he is. Maybe it was the guy that was uh, looking uh, to get his spot back after taking the uh, Bengals a couple weeks ago because, hey, that <laughs> Joe, the investigation's going on. Maybe it was coming out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Has anything come of that right NFL you a investigation? Flying over your house? <laughs> yes. No word on that investigation, by the way. Right? Uh, a week later. Uh, no. From I, the NFL. No updates on, on, on the uh, Bengals injury report. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. Strange stuff going yeah, right. on out there. Awful investigation, no doubt about it. Okay, uh, so Thanksgiving games, Sunday games, whatever we want, we're gonna give our uh, five point te- or five point uh, lightning bets here, and <laughs> I'll go ahead and get started with a Thanksgiving teaser here. Uh, no surprise here. Uh, Lions to minus yeah. one and a half, Niners to minus one. May want to pounce on these uh, sooner rather than later because especially if uh, there are there's news uh, involving quarterbacks and things like that, uh, that teaser, that long opportunity may go away. So you probably want to pounce on that uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, it's my alternate spread of the week. So I go Browns minus one and a half at plus 120. I think the wrong team is favored here. I don't think the Broncos have figured a lot out. I think individual players like Patrick Sertan, they're certainly stepping their game up. That's fine. But it's been the turnovers, and that's fluky. That's not sticky from one game to the next. That's why they've been winning football games and at least being competitive. So in that respect, uh, I like the Browns here to cover the, to uh, go to minus one and a half. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, over 33 and a half receiving yards. I'm expecting a bit of a screen game uh, that'll get him to that number. Uh, certainly, he's been a great uh, pass catching back for a little while now for the 49ers. I think against the Seattle defense, uh, he will certainly be able to get his. And look, when everybody's healthy, everybody gets at least a bit of a share. Brandon Ayuk maybe more than everybody else, but I definitely think CMC can go nuts here. Titans minus three and a half. Again, what are, you, what are we doing, Panthers? Like, what is it about you that I can have any hope in a game like this? The Titans do have just enough with Will Levis and just enough in that rushing attack where they should be able to do whatever they want. Like, okay, take one phase away. They'll use the other one, and they'll be just fine. So Titans will cover the number. And then Rams and Cardinals over 44 and a half. That's not that high of a total for an indoor game with two quarterbacks who I think we genuinely like. And some pass catchers who we like as well, or we're sort of growing up before our eyes. And so over 44 and a half for that contest, Joe. All right. Very good. You know, as far as tomorrow, there's the one I have the strongest opinion about. And uh, CeeDee Lamb's going to get back on track. Think about this mm-hmm. commander secondary. We've had what? We've had A.J. Brown, 175 and 130. We've had D.J. Moore, 230. Diggs, 111. Mims, 113. Drake London had a 125 game. So you better believe that C.D. Lamb's going to go at least 100. And I'll be playing the alt numbers. 125, 150 plus, 100%. So Lamb over 89 and a half receiving yards is locked in. 
agree with you on the Thanksgiving teaser that everybody's going to have. And that's the scary part. Everybody's going to have it. But <laughs> right. Detroit to San Francisco, how does it go wrong? I'll be uh, checking out that Packers final injury report uh, coming out today. But, yeah, you, you've got to be on that one. It is just oh so obvious. Detroit to San Francisco, then you don't have to worry about Dallas uh, getting you in the end either because they are awful on Thanksgiving. How about a Sunday teaser as well? Cleveland plus eight and a half to Tampa Bay plus eight and a half. Love teasing those low totals, the numbers up through the three and the seven. That's what you get here in Cleveland and Tampa Bay. I think both dogs also live to win those games. Give me the Steelers minus one at the Bengals after the uh, Matt Canada news and going up against Jake Browning. Love that play. Bills plus three and a half against the Eagles. Still a couple three and a halves out there. Don't think they're going to be available once we get uh, closer to the weekend. And then the last one, Raiders plus nine. But Love. I want to add that if I start getting a John Ewing email that says the public is all over the Raiders, I'm out. I'm out <laughs> of that one. No no chance if the Raiders are that public dog going against the Chiefs. Chiefs don't cover big numbers. And they can't score in the second half. We don't see the explosion. Receivers can't catch a pass. Give me the Raiders at home uh, running the football. You just make six okay. picks. I didn't know we were doing Broke five. Rules. I, I asked oh. you, There's and no you kept saying, really. uh, you kept saying, oh, I'll do whatever. That's what you said. So I'm just it doesn't sound like me. Oh, <laughs> fine. I'll, There's I'll no the rules. It's no, a you holiday. know what sounds like Paul is when he goes, yeah. hell. Bonus bonus bet from Ostrowski for us. All right, I'm going to start with the Niners. It's a big number, minus seven. It's in Seattle, but still, we talked about it. This Seahawks roster, where would these guys be on the depth chart on the Niners? Like, And all of the key pieces on San Francisco's team, they're healthy now. So I like the Niners, minus seven. Rams plus one. I think we're getting a discount here. Matthew Stafford, he's back. Against this Cardinals team that is just so bad, I just think Rams plus one and a half is a good play here. I'm also going to be on the Lions-Niners teaser because why not? How does it lose? If I already like the Niners minus seven, I might as well put them in a teaser as well with the Lions and have some Thanksgiving Day fun. Ravens minus three and a half. This Chargers defense is so bad. I don't care how mad Staley is. I don't know how they can improve that quickly, right? Minus three and a half. I feel like that's easy for this Ravens team to cover against such a bad Chargers defense. Browns plus one and a half. I feel like the wrong team is favored in this one. Maybe I'm crazy, but this Browns defense is so good. I wish there was Russell Wilson props listed, but there's not. So I will take the Browns as dogs. So we got Niners, Rams, Lions, Niners, Teaser, Ravens minus three and a half, Browns plus one and a half, Ed. Oh, wait. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> I can so, say mine again. My fast is uh, kicking in. <laughs> I don't, oh, you know, I don't have to hear about the Thanksgiving teaser everyone's doing anymore. Or I just, you know, I think enough is enough. But we could do that one more time. No. But are you doing do it? The <laughs> li- no. I'm not. Lions, not doing Lions it? are Pure in. Pressure. Browns are in. Lions minus one and a half to ah, Browns plus eight and a half. I like that. 
All right. Like if Gino's in, this is I know, I know, I know, but seven, seven's kind of wild for a divisional matchup in Seattle. Brock Purdy on the road at night, twelfth man. People have been boozing all day. Again, look if Drew locks in, this game's over. But I, I just he think might it's be a in. little bit of a tricky spot. Drew Lock might be in. Yeah, I mean Gino's talking like he he might not be in, but so uh so i'll go with those options also buffalo plus three and a half okay you're gonna be more than a field goal with josh allen fine um i mm-hmm. think love that the eagles for much of that game were dicey at best uh you know where i'm going back to jags in the afc so this is for the afc south basically uh minus one and a half so i think i think we're gonna see some fireworks in this game up and down the field both teams i mean it's one of the highest totals of the week so real hot take there but i think you could look at some uh Props in that one as well. And then go a little little bit of a left turn. Marquette knocking off Kansas last night. Run it back against Perdome tonight. Plus three and a half. <laughs> so Marquette plus three and a half tonight in the Maui Classic. Yes. Yes. Uh, Jake, do you have any bets for week 12? Or are you saving them for Lucy? No, uh, I do have stuff for week 12. Oh, this camera's real weird today. It's a good okay. shot. I don't love, this. I don't no, love that. The family show. I'll be right back. What? Putting the wood in maple terrible. wood. terrible. Oh, my God. That was crazy. Anyway, I don't know I don't know what Double D's doing in here before on the what? daily tip, but jeez. No, that was all you. You, you had the English for cover. For Chill, relax. That was a crazy angle, though. Cucumbers, like I always see them. I always see them, and I'm like, who's buying English cucumbers? Really? (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm gonna be on the Cowboys because the Commanders are terrible. I don't care about the Thanksgiving trends for Dallas. They're good. The Commanders are terrible. I'll lay it with the Cowboys. Uh, I'm also going to be on Buffalo and Philadelphia. I'm going to go over in that game. I just don't trust Buffalo's defense, Philadelphia, in a revenge spot after they lost on Monday night. And then I'm going to fade Brandon Staley. Ravens, lay it, and Staley gets fired the next day. Love that. And that's it. See you people in 10 days. Whoa. Bye. 10 days? Yeah, see you on December 5th. Yeah, actually, that's that's why Joe didn't want to say, because I'm going to follow him. Back to New York? No. Oh. Uh, my friends are getting engaged in Hawaii, so. Bye. Dude, how many Hawaii? weddings do you have? Oh, wow. This is, oh, this is an engagement. It's not even a wedding. Wait, they're getting yeah, engaged. Yeah, that's insane. Little... Yeah. That's insane. Wow. Well, Bougie. So Bougie the reason AF. also, though, is we have a friend who comes from money, and their family has a house there. So, like, we're basically no only paying for the they flights. have a house in Hawaii? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, That's yeah. Is it dream. Steve Jobs? Dude, everything is so yes. expensive there. Oh now, my gosh! Yeah. Kidding. That's gonna be. Can we amazing. go back to what happened a moment, a minute ago? Or are we just nope. moving past that? <laughs> no, I'd prefer not to revisit so that. Are you blaming? Are you blaming? Blaming Double D for the camera? Yes. Why would I do that? Why would he have it like that? To... I don't know. He's, he's shorter than me. Oh, oh now, now it's a height. It is not. His head is not always, the chair. 
<laughs> Listen, I'm famously six two. Okay, so I'm not. I don't need all of this. And how tall is Double D? I, I probably got yeah. like. There I probably go. got like six or seven inches on him. Uh huh. <laughs> that was that was poor phrasing. Uh -huh. That was unfortunate. Uh -huh. Yeah, and we I'm, all knew. I'm so. I'm so. Like, I'm don't so don't I'm so it. happy that nope was talking over you. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm really glad that's what I'm leaving the people with for for the next ten days. Although this is for you guys, uh, the, the my friend from New York will be staying with me for a week when I get back, so we could talk about that. Thanks for watching. Next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the daily tip. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.